This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome everyone to Hans Shot First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Hey. Or should I say, Anyang. Anyang. Alright, this week we're talking about the 2019 Oscar winning Parasite. Won all the awards. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's great. Look at us being topical, besides mm-hmm. the Star Wars or Marvel movie. <laughs> Good enough. All right, we're talking about Parasite. Came out in 2019, directed by Bong Joon-ho. <laughs> <laughs> Written by Bong Joon-ho. Uh, story by Bong Joon-ho. Starring Kang Ho-sung, Sung Kain Lee, Yung Jong-jo. And I'm sorry if I got those names wrong. <laughs> I'm pretty uh, sure you did. <laughs> Sure you know, you know, my favorite part is when Jeff reads these cast lists when he, he doesn't know how to pronounce is he gets into like a rhythm. He starts getting like higher. Yeah. So like by the end of it, he, he, he's like, he's Young Jung Jo, Wook Sik Choi, So Damn Park. Yeah, So Damn Park. That's a pretty cool name. Uh, G, G So Young. Anyway, it's a great ensemble, ensemble cast. Um mm-hmm. All right, this movie, like I said, 2019, it just won Best Picture, Best Director, Best Screenplay, Best Cinematography. I don't know. It won a bunch of shit Best movie. now. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think we all just watched it for the first time this week. <laughs> That's right, right? Yep. Yep. All right. Um, I went and saw it in the theater. I uh, have an AMC movie pass, so instead of renting it, I just went to the movie theater, which was cheaper, actually, for me. Um, and I might be the first time I've seen a. It probably is the first time I've seen a subtitled movie in the theater. Because um, most of my subtitled movies have come from you guys during the podcast, and they're either like old kung fu movies or that French weird movie we saw, or that German weird movie that we saw. <laughs> or the other. Uh, it was Amelie. Oh, oh, uh, Run, Low, Run. Yes, exactly. So Amelie and. Um, so yeah, that's my history. Did you guys watch it in the theater, or did you guys stream it, or what? So I, d- I did see it in the theater. Um, okay. Like you, Jeff, uh, I-, I did not have the movie pass, but uh, the matinee was still cheaper than, <laughs> than pulling it off it. of Yeah, r- renting it or buying it digitally, so mm-hmm. uh, turned out to be a good deal. Yep. yep. Same. Right. Anyway, to see it, it's nice to be able to see it in the theater. Or say we saw it in the theater. Yeah, and this was definitely... Like, I, honestly, I was not going to lie. I was worried that I would like have to move my... It would be like, you know, eating a uh, corn on the cob. I'd be going left to right, left to right, and I'd be missing stuff. But no, that was no big deal. <laughs> and uh, the one question I had for Alex, did you watch this with Leah or no? Uh, no. Oh. I had to go solo. Okay. I, was I actually watched it Korean... with the kids. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no. I was just seeing how the Korean like what stuff they 
is I, I don't know. I'm always interested in like what what are the subtitles feeding us that they're not saying. It's like when these guys accept the awards in any language and they say they have main words. The guy's like, he's very honored by this award. <laughs> like, get out of here. <laughs> it's on Tory time. Yeah. And that is, without getting nervous, there's one thing that's they use the word Miranda. Should I read him as Miranda writes in this? I'm like, they did not say that in Korean. So what do they say in Korean? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> the equivalent. Just something that we would understand. <laughs> I, I know, but I just want to know what that is. Like that's... It was it was probably one of the, it was probably Kim or Park writes. <laughs> oh, there you go. But then again, they they do adopt a lot of stuff from the West, so it could have been Miranda writes. Yeah, or maybe that's just what they call their rights that have been adapted, you know, from ours, from our Miranda rights. They just call it the same thing, even though they're slightly different. Hmm. Maybe that's the, that's the questions I want answered. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll uh, see. Maybe maybe the wife will uh, sack up and watch it with me one of these days. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're going to each talk about this. Uh, we did not do a crossover list this week because it's one of our the new movies and we typically just do a top 10 list. So today we're each going to be talking about 10 things from the movie. Alex, why don't you lead us off? What is your number 10 item from Parasite? Parasite. <laughs> uh, my number 10 is just in general. I like that this foreign film got a lot of recognition i mean hell it won a ton of oscars uh a lot of people really happy to see that a lot of people upset because you know america uh but yeah i for one am very happy because a lot of these foreign films are coming out and they're getting big recognition because they're telling like really good stories out of the, uh, away from the hollywood machine where it seems like the suits just want to play it safe and and market to like a mass audience and everybody's you got to get butts and seats and pay for it and all, and these foreign films are actually telling like a lot of more compelling stories where they don't have to adhere to the same you know bullshit rules and red tape that we have here in the states and in hollywood specifically um so, i i'm actually going to disagree with you alex <laughs> mm, uh i'll let you finish though all, all i'm saying is uh this film wouldn't have had that uh, ending if it was made in the Hollywood machine. I don't think it would have done very well here if so, it was just a U.S. product. So, I mean, I, I, I can't say that you're wrong about that, Alex. Um, but I, I would say that, that foreign films are also going for the lowest common denominator a lot of times as well. Um, it, I think in this case it's because of uh, the director... Um, he has enough, you know, vision and clout to, to put this thing together. Um, and we've seen, like, some other cool stuff. Uh, we, 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 well, well, we've reviewed some stuff on this podcast uh, that's come out of Korea, specifically. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think there, there's interesting stuff wherever you look. Um, I, I, yeah, Bollywood it's, it's, students would like some really cool shit. <laughs> well... I haven't seen it yet. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, but I, maybe it's just because uh, foreign films don't have mega budgets a lot of the time. That they have more uh, uh, independent movie sensibility. Maybe maybe that kind of lines up with what you're talking about, Alex. Mm, um, maybe. But yeah, I think I think there's been interesting stuff going on for a long time. Just starting to get. It's easier to recognize it now, is all. 
There you go. I mean, I, I, you hear that a lot from people now that there is no middle movie. There's either the big blockbuster, your Marvel movie, your Star Wars, or there's super, super cheap independent movies, and there's nothing in between anymore. And I, I've heard that as a thing that actors and directors are complaining about in the Hollywood yeah. system. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, we can't hear... We say that, but then all we do is talk about Marvel movies. So I, yeah. I, I don't know. But th- this was great. I'm glad we saw it. If somebody has to make it, I mean, I'm glad somebody has to make it, I guess is what I'm saying. I don't care if it's subtitled or whatever. I really enjoyed right. it. Right. Um, but that also this year, I mean, if you look at the other movies that were nominated, I saw a few of them, like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and Joker and um, I Want to See Jojo Rabbit. I think you guys said you wanted to see it too. So there are stuff out there, which I guess that's a New Zealand movie, but still... I don't know. There's stuff out there, but this was yeah, this was good. I guess this guy's like Guillermo del Toro, right? Like these guys are the the weirdos that in the system without the system, they're they're making some good stuff. Yep. All right. Uh, what's your name, Scott? You do number ten. <laughs> <laughs> you, the other guy. Uh, so number ten, I have Kate Ghost. Um. Oh, that was such a great. It was a storytelling device. It was, it was yeah, uh, awesome. A uh, so I I, I wasn't kind of expecting this movie to be a, a lot funnier than it was, or or at least the first laugh, half is pretty laugh, funny. Laugh, laugh yeah. out loud. Um, but pretty much the only thing that did make me laugh out loud was the the cake ghost shot. <laughs> um, so yeah, there, there's there's some great. Uh, shots in this movie um, you can obviously it won a bunch of stuff and it wasn't just uh, for show uh, there's some very competent uh, film work going on here with the the, the shot of the, the cake on the floor from the flashback and then it pans over to the, to the kid uh, eating it and then you see the the guy we're jumping right into spoilers here you see the guy oh yeah by the, yeah, way, by the way, spoilers. spoiler alert. Yeah. Yeah, spoiler. <laughs> watch this movie first. Yes, <laughs> definitely watch this movie first. Uh, Good call. Pans over, and you just see like the top of the guy's head, and just his eyes like kind of reflecting the light. Um, that that was a uh, a brilliantly hilarious shot. Uh, well, brilliant, yes. I wouldn't call that hilarious. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> really? the shit out of me. Really? I thought, me was, I, I, I thought it was hysterical. Cause, cause the the mom's like, oh yeah, he's like, cause she gets freaked out about it earlier in the movie, uh, when when um, Jessica brings up whatever happened in the first grade uh, to the boy, and then she gets upset again. Um, she never questions like what he actually saw. It just <laughs> just goes to show how. I, I, just one more thing to show how out of touch um, the Park family is. Uh, Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, either way, I love that shot. Just like the eyes peeking up above, and you can totally see how the kid would think it, were, it was a ghost. Um, yeah, but, uh, yeah, basically the cake ghost, as they call it. Oh yeah, definitely. And the stuff with him like flickering the lights when it's you know you might think ghosts flickering the lights, but just the guy downstairs banging his head against the <laughs> the. I loved all that ghost yeah. stuff. That was really really well done. Um, all right, my number ten, which I li- I like the humor in this movie, especially the first. Like I said the first half, 
And, and until the lady comes and rings the doorbell, there's lots of jokes in this movie. I thought. And I, I laughed hmm? uh, a lot during the first half of this movie. Um, so I was I like I like the way this movie hit the for me the first half pretty hilarious second half not not so hilarious um, yeah so I, I was surprised by that I just you know especially the guy the very you know they're looking down so the guy's pissing in the thing and they go oh your friend's pretty tough and I, I don't know just all that stuff I'm trying to remember some of the funny stuff now but I remember laughing a lot in the first half of this movie so that that was the, the, uh, like I said. Especially because how it changes in the second half, I really dug it. So that's my number 10. Um, Alex, what's your number 9? Uh, my number 9 is I like how they sprinkled English every once in a while. Sometimes because of the heavy accents, you wouldn't catch it. But a lot of times it's like, oh, okay. That was, you know, they'll, they'll start using like American words, English words every once in a while. But that was pretty cool since it all started with like an English tutor and... Uh, yeah, the wealthier kids usually get like a better English education, so it's them trying to show it off a bit, but also ties in, you know, that that's how uh, the the parasites, if you want to call it the the family, the parasites is that's how they got in. Yeah, the end. So uh, that's one thing. <laughs> so I had. I didn't see a single trailer for it. I knew nothing about this movie other than that it was Korean made and that it was the subtitle. That's the only thing I knew about this movie. Did you guys know anything else more about it or no? Um, so I'd, I'd seen bits and pieces. I, I, I knew that there was going to be some kind of uh, con or grift going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd seen uh, like the flooding scene, like or at least like a couple seconds of it. So I knew that was going to happen at some point. Um, but yeah, other than that, I, I, I knew it wasn't going to be a happy movie because <laughs> I've, I've yeah. seen, I've seen Snowpiercer. I've not seen, uh, what's the other one called, Alex? Okja? Okja Host? No, I haven't seen oh, the host Okja. either. The host is probably where yeah, I haven't seen Okja. Understand, but, um, but anyways, having seen Snowpiercer and the tone of this movie, I was, I, I, I could tell that this wasn't, <laughs> this was not going to end well, uh. And usually, movies that win Best Picture don't have super happy endings, unless they're like mega genre film, like a Lord of the Rings or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, or Force. Yeah, I had no idea. So the movie's called Parasite. Okay, that could be millions of things. And so, like very beginning, when they're looking up and uh, pretty early in the movie, and the guy comes, he's like str- uh, uh, stumbling down, and he's pissing. I'm like, was this guy a zombie? Did he get attacked by some weird parasite that's controlling his brain? I seriously had no idea what was going on with this movie. And then <laughs> uh, when the pesticide trucks come by and the dad's like, no, just leave the windows open. We'll get a free, you know, spraying yeah. or whatever. And they had all the pizza boxes in there. It's like, oh, no, the pizza boxes are full of pesticides now. That's how people are going to get parasites. I was seriously, I had, I like that going into a movie. We're like, I have no idea what was going on. And then as soon as the... Uh, the, the younger brother or the older brother gets in and all of a sudden he starts to get his sister and I was like, ah, okay, that's the parasite. But then, you know, obviously has deeper meanings later on too. But um, mm-hmm. I just like, that was cool. I haven't been to a movie in a long time where I had absolutely no idea what was going on, like what to expect. And that was pretty cool for me. I don't know. Is it Scott's turn or my turn? 
I just went, so I think it's Scott. your turn. No, I think it's Scott's. Uh, so, so my number nine, and this this follows up directly with Cake Ghost, is the <laughs> Cake Ghost, Cake the, Ghost, the doorway to the basement. Uh, yep, it's it's such a cool uh, framing device, and you you always just kind of see it in the background when they're in the kitchen, and people walk through it and they just completely disappear. Um, and it's not, and I'm not talking about the again spoilers. I'm talking about the bunker underneath, but just the actual from the kitchen going down. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's almost like going in like a completely different like world when you go downstairs. Uh, and I, I just every time I saw it, it was just this, the sense of dread. Um, and then there was this. This might be on one of your lists, but there's the uh, I, I call it. I don't know swivel kick. <laughs> oh yeah that, that happens uh it was barely a kick it was more of like a push yeah but still the end result was yeah. and her hands were tied at that point too right so yeah Oof. uh but yeah just uh, of all you know i have more to say about the the house itself but the uh the, the door to the basement uh just just the total lack of light coming from it was just a cool way to, to to go about putting that that entryway in the house mm-hmm. yep um, alright this movie is full of metaphors and stuff and so one of the ones first ones I want to mention is the uh, the bugs or like the, the, the you know the very big I already mentioned the pesticides and later on, they mention about cockroaches and the lights come on and they start scurrying away. And and that scene where they're all they've all conned the family and the family's going to going camping or whatever. And all of a sudden, they get the call that they're coming back. And they yeah, knew it was going to happen. I was dreading it the whole yeah. time. Yeah, and I have more about this. I have more to say about that whole tension of the scene. But the fact that as soon as they you know the people come on the people and they just you know they're hiding under the tables, hiding under the beds. It's just it was so. There's tons of stuff in this movie which I have more to say about, but they even mentioned about you know scattering cockroaches, and that's exactly what they turn into when the you know, the parks come home, and all of a sudden the Kims are under the de- under like I said under the tables, under the beds, everywhere they're going. I just thought that was just so cool, and just hiding there, being as quiet as possible. Um, pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my number nine, Alex. Uh, my number eight is they don't show the seedier parts of South Korea in a lot of uh, media, like dramas and stuff. Uh, they always show like the nice parts. It's always about you know because they're kind of like soap operas, so they just show rich people. Even when they show like uh, some of the bad neighborhoods, it's like <laughs> like in The Simpsons, it's TV ugly, not ugly ugly. And uh, these films aren't afraid to show <laughs> what I like to call South Korean Tijuana. <laughs> so I was wondering, I was wondering about that, Alex, as I was watching, how much of it was a set piece, and how much of it was like an actual neighborhood. I think most of it is like an actual neighborhood. I'm pretty sure where they lived was a real apartment. No, it was a set. I watched a bunch of stuff. Oh, afterwards, really? Oh, but okay. it's based off of stuff that that exists in real right, Korea. Right. But it was yeah. a set. Well, they did a great job because it felt real. Yeah. Oh, and the, uh, yeah, and they have the the toilet all high up. Very uncomfortable. Like a, yeah. 
Is there so? Is there a reason for that? I think it's because they were below ground level. That's what I was. The thinking. way the plumbing worked, I think Plum, it had to exactly. be up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just closer to the window. <laughs> a little window. Yeah, I, yeah. I didn't like it. <laughs> yeah. Nope. And so yeah, when when stuff is shot there and so accurately, and it it hits home for me a bit. So I can relate. Yeah. So I always like watching like. Uh, not the glorified, you know, versions of places. So they did a really good job. All right. Uh, Scott, number eight. Uh, Number eight. And uh, so probably the most tragic thing about what's going on in this movie is that the, the Kims themselves are actually like very capable people. Uh, Like the, the son who kind of starts the whole thing off uh, is, you know, actually a a, a good tutor. Um, he clearly he's, he's intelligent. Uh, the the daughter has like the the photoshopping skills anyway, um, but she's also very savvy and uh, at the very least she's a skilled babysitter. <laughs> um, yeah. The dad's a good driver. Uh, when he becomes the driver, and the mom, like more even more so than the other three, is like doing like pro level housekeeping, cooking, uh, even if she's faking her way through it, um, it it just kind of drives home the fact that just because these people never had money to begin with, that they're that it, it didn't matter. Uh, so yeah, it's just. Uh, more all the more tragic the, that they resort to their their behavior, as it were. Yeah. Yep. Um, okay, uh, we're on to my number eight, and um, the the one issue, not even know if it's an issue, just maybe it has to be uh, explained to me a little more. Is like some of the unanswered items from this movie. The stuff they set up, um, I, I wish I would have wrote more down on this because now I can't remember what some of these <laughs> unanswered items were. But uh, like the friend, okay, the friend who basically gets him the job to begin with, like that was never, you know, he was like, she's my girl. I'm going to, you know, when she goes to university, I'm going to ask her out. Like that never comes back into play. You just, you feel a little uh anxious when then they when he starts uh getting with her and stuff but that is never really paid out i was expecting a little more there um so so on, the, on, on that one jeff um yeah i, I don't know if, like as far as where that ends up um but i think that was just to show that uh, uh kevin <laughs> like it, driving home the whole parasite thing didn't really even have his own aspirations for anything so he just leached on to his friends uh as soon as the yeah. opportunity presented so yeah okay um what was the other one this uh, well the stuff with the pizza at the beginning with the pizza boxes with that lady i guess it kind of paid back a little bit when later on when they were at her store and eating pizza and they were kind of like above her all of a sudden once they all started working i felt there's a few more things and I, i'm mad at myself now because i didn't write better notes on this one but i i felt there were a few unanswered questions i 
I will say one thing. I with the investigators of this mur- of this murder spree that happens in their house, they wouldn't have found that hidden bunker. You don't think they would have like looked down in that case and? I mean, if there was no reason to look in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Plus, it got closed up. Yeah. Pretty seamlessly. So I'm sure they would have found the pool of blood where the son got bludgeoned, but and then other than and that, then the mom, the son wouldn't said anything. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And the other lady died. Uh, yeah. Uh, I know, there was a couple other. There was a couple unanswered things that bothered me, but I, maybe some of them have been answered as I've been thinking about it. I don't know. This is one of the notes I took right after the movie, and I I know there was one other big one, and if I think about it during the episode, I will bring it up. But that was my number eight. Uh, Alex, what's your number seven? Uh, my number seven is some of the humor in this movie was just freaking, it was just great. Uh, one quick one was when <laughs> the they're trying to get the, the old lady fired and they're, they're lying about how she has tuberculosis and everything. And then when he squirts the hot sauce on the napkin to make it look like blood, and he kind of just... The, just the look on his, the deadpan look on his face when he pulls it out, I almost thought it was going to be like, uh, was it Lee Carvello in uh, Happy Gilmore? <laughs> he was just shaking his head. I thought he for a split Lee second Trevino. he was just going to... Lee Trevino. My bad. Okay. <laughs> he just pulled that out. Just <laughs> I thought he was going to be shaking his head like, uh-uh. Uh, but the other big one was when the husband finds the panties in the driver's car. And he just ha- he puts them in an envelope and hands them to his wife. And she barehand grabs those at first. And then she goes and gets the plastic glove <laughs> to, like, toss them and stuff. But she doesn't even really toss them right away. She's at the table talking to her husband. And then she gets surprised. And she puts that plastic glove that's been handling those dirty panties, like, right up to her face. Oh, yeah. that cracked me up. It's <laughs> like, oh, lady. Yeah, that, that, that whole sequence was funny. <laughs> oh, man. They're speculating how... Yo, you don't forget, you know, panties. You must have been on drugs. Oh, my gosh. What if they found cocaine in your car? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So what about that? Is, that was something I was confused. Is that a culture? Like, is, is, are drugs that taboo over there? Yes. Okay. Because that was something. Not- they were so worried about it. And then later on when they were having sex or whatever, she's like... I want your drugs. It was like really weird. I'm like, I don't understand what's so, but then like, maybe it's just a culture thing. Like I, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I know for sure it is in Japan. I don't know how taboo it is in Korea, but probably pretty up there too. Okay. Um, all right. Yeah. Uh, one of the comedy things I remember too, is when the daughter, it does start doing the forgery stuff. And the dad's like, man, you're like, they should if they only gave degrees in forgery at Harvard or whatever he said. That was pretty funny. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, oh, the okay. The other humorous thing too was when they all got in. They were all parasites all invested, and just the way like the the boy and then the daughter were ordering the mom around because she's the maid, and then the driver comes. You know, the dad comes in and grabs her ass, and all that stuff was going. on. I thought that was pretty funny. Um. Anyway. Yep. Uh, getting a bit too comfortable there. Yeah. Uh, Scott, number seven. Okay. Uh, so, talked a bit about it already, but the the house set. Uh, this is a... I, I don't know if weird's the right word, but the, the whole front of the house is basically open. It's all just glass looking in, uh, which, which leads to a lot of 
kind of voyeuristic shots in and out of the the house, mm-hmm. uh, and then the kitchen's all like modern, kind of stainless steel. Uh, then the basement's all the the weird concrete, and that's kind of your first hint that that something uh, is a little bit different with the the downstairs area. Um, the upstairs seems normal, yes, uh, but the 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 kind of enclosed yard. Um, so the, the way they set up the house, how it's just completely separate from from everything else, um, in in the not just the neighborhood, but uh, just everything around it, um, that it becomes a a kind of so not claustrophobic because it, it's so open, um, so that when like you guys mentioned, they have to scurry around and hide. Uh, there's really like nowhere to go um, because it's so the house is so open. Yeah. Uh, so they're kind of forced to like the the only points where they they can really hide out. Uh, and then um, it sets up the the ending as well. Um, and then there's the the whole party scene in the in the lawn, which we'll get to later. Uh, but yeah, I really like the the houses like driving home again the the whole difference in classes going on here where the 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 Kims are in the the small subterranean apartment and these people yeah. live like basically on on the on top of the hill above the city so in the clouds yeah pretty much so yeah like yeah. like the house set very cool. I have a little more about to say about this later. Um, we're on to my number seven. And so I like the whole thing with the rain kind of symbolize. So it starts, you know, they're having a good time. The, the parks are gone. It starts raining. They're watching it through the big window, getting drunk and everything. And then the rain ends up being something that just kind of like, that's when the movie changes. But for the big thing is for the parks, it was like an inconvenience. We were camping. Okay, we're going to come home, make us dinner, and we're going to have a big garden party the next day. Oh, and hey, look, the, the pollution, uh, the air is all clean. Yeah. Everything's great. Yeah. And then to the Kims, it just destroyed their entire life, right? They go home, and the shitter's overflowing. All their stuff's yeah. gone. They have to sleep in a gym. And then the next day, the parks tell them to come over and help me go grocery shopping for the party. Like that That's where that class stuff, one of the things for me, like started standing out. It was like... And I have to say, at first, it was, like, one of the reasons at the end when Mr. Kim, I forgot his name, but does what he does. I'm like, eh, kind of a little overboard. But the more I thought about it and the more I listened to some other stuff, I'm like, oh, that's that's when that shit starts going downhill. Because to them, it was an inconvenience. To, uh, to the parks, it was an inconvenience. To them, yeah, it just destroyed their entire life. Yeah. Um, so pretty cool. For, for anybody that, that's uh, Snow Crasher, Snow Crasher, jeez, Snow, Snow Piercer, uh... That was very on the nose <laughs> with, with the class stuff. In, in this movie, there's not really any good guys or bad guys. Yeah, um, I'll say that later, too. Uh, but um, to, to your point, Jeff, there, there there's almost an inherent kind of cruelty to these these super rich people in the movie just being out of touch. Like They're, yeah. they're not actively trying to be dicks. Uh, or, or to, you know, 
piggyback on on these other people uh but it but it happens just because of this this class division um and you can you can see how it finally gets to the the elder kim yeah mm-hmm. all right i'll have more to say about that all right well let's get on to your number six i believe uh my number six it is uh, the first moment where uh, the movie just became heartbreaking for me, and that was when the old lady, the um, the first uh, maid of mm-hmm. the house, the caretaker, was leaving and just walking down that lonely street. Because, yeah, they got the young guy that was the driver fired, and it's like, yeah, it's no big deal. You know, you can still, it's still <laughs> in the light part of the movie, it's lighthearted, so... It doesn't feel so bad, but they go out of their way to really put this lady in, in harm's way and really aggravating her uh, allergies, her which are severe. And uh, really just because they wanted to get her mom a job, they endangered this woman's life. And it was really like, oh my gosh, these, okay. It's really starting to sink in uh, how, much, how big of a scumbags these guys can be. Or just... Uh, maybe not scum, but I don't know. See, the, their lack of morals, uh, aside from their own family, you know, getting this old lady fired and just her, like, her lonely walk with all their stuff. And she pauses, like, in front of the camera. That was, that, that just got me. I teared up a little bit. I was like, oh, man. It's, you know, brutal. Yeah, and that pause too, though, is probably because of their husband being down there. Like, well, yeah, job like that. Yeah, thinking back on it, it's like, oh shit, that's yeah. You, there's just so many layers to stuff that you remember from past scenes in the movie that are happening like as you're watching it. It's yeah. it's insane. You're right, and that was, I guess, so. Yeah, the first two infections aren't too malicious, right? The one the friend asked them to do it, mm-hmm. and the other one they just yeah they don't even there is no tutor or um. English, what does she call her? Art therapist. Art therapy, yeah. 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 So those two are kind of fine. They're, yeah, they're okay. At least they're they're kind of conning them, but it's not that, they're not hurting anybody else. But yeah, when the the driver, they hurt. And then, yeah, especially, I think because you get to know her character a little bit more, so it hurts a little bit more. But yeah, I agree, Alex. Mm -hmm. It's not just, yeah. It is, you know, it's, it's, they they come a little guilty there at that point. Yeah. All right. Uh, Scott, uh, number six. Uh, you you guys touched on this with the the, the metaphors, the symbolism for the the what what is a parasite in this movie? Um, it was uh, pretty pretty thought provoking. Uh, so it's it's at points almost literally the the Kims when they're scurrying around and how they they latch onto this this other family. Um, and then there's another layer of, of parasites of the the old housekeeper and her husband <laughs> with what's going on in the bunker uh, that that adds mm-hmm. a whole another layer to that. Um, but then you see in the in the final act when you see the uh, the parks um, how they get to be that carefree and thoughtless because of of all these other people beneath them. Um, so at that point are, you you can make an argument that the parks are actually the, the parasites at that point. Um, and if you, if you pull back, you know, just kind of uh, with a more casual look, um, the, the Kims are actually like very 
tight knit and they depend on each other. Yep. Whereas the parks, uh, they're all kind of doing their own thing. Um, they all need other people to like get them through the day. So the, the mom, you know, again, this, this goes back to the, the, the final act when all the grocery shopping, the, the, you know, clueless, uh, father, um, he gets driven around, um, the way they both react to the, uh, to the, the panties and the, and the Mercedes, mm-hmm. uh, just goes to show how out of touch they are. Um, but yeah, at the, at the end, like Parasite, um, doesn't necessarily refer to the, uh, the, the Kim family that the movie centers on. Yeah, I think it's all three families in the movie. I, I think I, I even read that later on that the, the director said technically this movie should be called Parasites. It should be plural because, yeah, there's three different levels of parasitism. Is that a word? <laughs> I don't know. Mm. Going on in this. Yeah. yeah. So cool. Negative symbiosis. <laughs> there it is. Uh, yeah, it's a symbiote circle. Just as uh, Qui-Gon Jinn was talking to Boss Nass about in uh, mm. The One Phantom <laughs> Bees. Bees are like these. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're on to my number six. All right. Yes. And um, so when... Um, the the Kims finally meet up with what's the name of the couple that is down there the old housekeeper do you remember you guys remember uh, I, I I was I was okay. having a hard time with the Korean names I, I will fully okay. admit um and that whole thing happens then the the rest of the kids fall downstairs and they you know their covers blown basically by calling each other you know brother and dad and everything and she takes a video and they were using social media as a weapon and I thought I that's almost the funniest part of the movie for me where she's literally like stand back and just hold her finger over the sin button yeah. basically and the daddy at one point is like oh we're in a bunker there's no way it'll signal right and the, and the sons or someone's like no we got full coverage down here. I just. <laughs> thought that was hilarious then later on when they're on the couch and she's giving a massage and it's like it feels like north korea nuclear missile button here this is awesome it's, just, it's so true social media posts and public and stuff like that worse than a gun these days so mm-hmm. I, I just thought that was especially when she's just like stand back and she's just i don't know i thought it was hilarious so that is my number six alex number five um, <clears throat> excuse me. My number five is uh, that tonal shift from being a lighthearted, like if you have no idea going into this movie what's going to happen and everything, goes from lighthearted like underdogs to it's just like very dark, like murderous intentions type of thing towards the end. And I liked uh, how well balanced that was. It didn't feel forced or disjointed or anything like that. It was. Just beautifully, uh, well done. Like the whole the whole story and the tonal shifts and everything was fantastic. Yeah, and like I said, I knew nothing what to expect with this what this movie was about, but I expected something was going to happen, right? Like I just seen enough movies. I have now seen a few Korean movies. I was like, okay, something's about to happen, and yeah, and the tonal shifts definitely happened, and it was awesome. Well done. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, Scott, number five. Okay. So my number five uh, is the uh, the final 
party. <laughs> so, uh, as Jeff said earlier, uh, the the Kim's lives have basically been ruined, um, and they're they're kind of forced to go into to give this kid an impromptu birthday party, um, and they're all pretty miserable. And uh, yeah, then things quickly spiral out of control. Um, here's here's where the movie gets really violent. Uh, the 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 whole idea that uh, you know the the moms had to set this all up, um, and at one point the the dad's telling her to be quiet. Uh, so she doesn't wake up the kid as she's yeah. like busting her ass to set up tables outside. Um, and the, uh, the elder Kim, you know, he's, he's got the ridiculous headdress on and, you know, he, he tells the dad, ah, oh, you must really love your wife, huh? And then the other guy's like, you know, I'm paying you for this, right? Uh, as it, yeah, as I know your place. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, and he refers several times the 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 clues, uh, father, uh, Park. That there's a line that he doesn't like his servants to cross, basically. Yeah. Uh, and there's the smell thing, which is played for both laughs, and uh, you can see why. It, it, at the end, in the end, it's what kind of pushes him over the edge. Mm-hmm. Um. Then. Yeah. Then, all the, all the. The murder, the murder page that happens. <laughs> uh, so I don't want to go too much into the what happens shot for shot, but uh, everything again spirals out of control. People get stabbed, and the again that that kind of clueless. Um, disconnection from everybody else uh, about rushing their kid to the hospital because he had a seizure versus helping the person that's been stabbed <laughs> and is bleeding out on their lawn. Uh, yeah. Happens. And that, you know, you know the, the whole movie's, I, I don't know if I call it a slow burn, um, but it, yeah, it, it's definitely been building um, to this, it builds to that point. Uh, you know, something really bad is going to happen, and then it does. Yep. Mm-hmm. Agree. All right. Uh, my number five is just the we've kind of we've talked about a bunch, but just the way they the Kims take over the household. I thought that was just a cool little setup, right? The one kid, the the, the son gets the job, and then starts talking to the mom and they find out that they need a you know that the, the boy is special but with art and everything and he gets his sister a job the next thing on the drive i just thought that whole you know i saw it coming like i said once she mentioned the one thing i was like, oh he's gonna get the daughter then once that's you know but i just thought it was really cool just how they in, infiltrated the uh and, and it shows them like going back and forth like prepping for it yeah uh yeah, that's cool and oh, uh was like, no, he makes up the be. whole yeah, and he makes up the whole story about his sister, and she's from Illinois and everything. And so right before they ring the doorbell, they're kind of going over everything, and they have a little nursery rhyme to remember stuff. I, that was just really cool. And then the dad, 
Yeah, I used to drive a Mercedes, yeah, like 20 years ago. And they're like inside of a Mercedes dealer just trying to learn the new buttons and doesn't even know how to use the touchscreen. So he just turns it off. And uh, yeah, pretty cool. Uh, I just like that whole thing. So that's my number five. Uh, Alex, what's your number four? My number four is I love how well shot this movie is. Uh, not only like during the conversations and stuff, it, uh, they have the framing pretty good, but there's like some very specific shots where uh, it's very like intentful. Uh, like you were saying, the sister when she was having her interview with the kid and everything, and then she tells the boy that he can go, and then she just pulls out a chair and she's not even facing towards the chair, but she just pulls it out next to her, and she said, "Come sit over here." And they have like the slow, just a shot, just of the chair. To signify that, you know, uh, something important, you know, is about to happen. Like another, st- they're going to take another step. Uh, the shot of uh, foreshadowing of the pizza from the top down and they squirt like the hot sauce on it. That comes into play later on. Uh, another, The last one that I want to talk about is another top down shot when the dad is, you know, escaping after that garden party and going down the stairs yeah, almost very like insect-like because you see a lot of bugs, you know, from our perspective, perspective from the top down, uh, the way they scurry. So everything was well, very well thought out, and I appreciate that. Yep, yep, very well shot. And you just remind, <laughs> you remind me of one of the other humor moments is when, yeah, they leave the sister with the boy for like five minutes, and when the mom comes back, the boy like politely like pulls his chair back and bows and leaves the room just like after just five minutes that was pretty much yeah um but yeah i agree it was shot very well the the use of showing like the i'm gonna talk about it uh actually my next thing but the levels of how and scott already mentioned like the up and the down and everything when you get to the class level stuff is really cool all right scott what's your number four i'm number four uh is the flood so Basically what you just said, Jeff. They're, they're at the top, so they're immune to the flood in the in the park house. But as they finally make their escape, uh, you start seeing the, the water rushing down. And there's that close-up of the, the drain for a second. Um, and it's it's a very cool sequence of, of them getting back to their place. Um, just kind of this uh, kind of other almost otherworldly uh, trip they have to take through the city uh, where at one point they're, they're on those stairs on that wall and no idea what that was. Um, they got to go do that. And then it's just constantly down, 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 down yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. until they get to the, to the flood. Um, and you know, this goes back to my question about how much of it was like based on the real city or a set piece, but you see that whole streets flooded and people are, are scrambling to, to get things out of there. There's, there's subterranean that I think they call it like, half basements there's a term they use in the movie yeah Um, at least the the translation anyway uh yeah then they get into their their house and they're 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 scrambling to get through um and the whole sequence lasts i don't know five to ten minutes but as as they're going through the house you see the the water level go up and up and up and up as as they're doing it uh and they get in and they try to get the the kid to the, the the son to close the window but I don't know how much that would help, <laughs> especially yeah. when the, the 
the sister goes in and there's like literally like raw sewage being spat out of the toilet. Uh, so gross. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, then the again the, the whole house is filled to the point when when they go to leave, it's like neck level. Uh, but yeah, so that the way that that was shot, there's like a couple really cool overhead shots um, to, to show the street that they live off of. Uh, and then, like as Jeff pointed out earlier, like the next day, the the mom just says, "Oh yeah, uh, there's no pollution, everything's nice." Uh, and then you know, she can smell him. He probably does smell like sewage at that point, so they probably have like a legitimate gripe <laughs> of, yeah. of, of, of the dad not smelling uh, or for smelling bad. Um, before they they just kind of intimate that he just smells poor. <laughs> Yeah, which is kind of fucked up. Uh, again, that yeah. the whole class division. But yeah, yeah. The, the whole flood sequence. All right, uh, my number four, which basically was what you've been talking about, and just the whole level system in this. So, you, the movie starts out in the in the half basement. You said you see half light, half out the window, half below level, and that's their station in life. You go meet the the parks they're above it all they're high their house you know to get up to their house you have to go up you know up a hill and you get in, you go up more steps and more steps and everything steps it's always going up to the bedroom and everything and then you meet the third family of the couple and then they're down below everything right so there's the, the kims are in the middle you have the top in the parks and you have the bottom with what's again we don't know whatever the old the old maid and the dude um mm-hmm. just thought all oh, that was just really cool and it was I don't usually see stuff like this in the movie, and I don't think I—I I definitely got that as I was watching it. Uh, maybe not to the extent that uh, I saw later on when I was watching some other YouTube videos, but it was definitely apparent to me. I just loved the way uh, they did all that, and and I guess I heard him say, you know, so the the Kims are right in the middle where they can still see some light. The whole thing, as like you said, there's the big window from the parks. They are the little window where the other people have nothing, and then by the end. The Kims, or, or at least the head of the Kims, is trying to get to the top to see all that, and by the end, he's himself is back in the basement and just yeah, the whole level system. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. So, so mm-hmm. when the, the son um, has the final makeout session with the the park daughter, and he he's at the top at that point because he's on the second story of the yeah, and uh, he he asks, you know, do I belong? And of course, she she nods yes. But, um, and then he tells her, like, I've got to go back down. Like, as if to say, like, I don't belong here. I've got to go back to my place. Um, but yeah, to, to Jeff, to you, I, to you, what you were just saying about the whole, them being half underground, half above. Um, mm-hmm. You know, again, and just the, the kind of cruelty of their, of their situation where they can, they can see, the, they can see the light. They can see the silver lining, but they're still stuck like in the ground basically yeah and so if uh well i don't want to talk about it yet because you may not talk about it but uh the one thing that i also read was that stuff is that in the end of the movie it's the well before it gets to the very end of the movie the two lower classes are fighting each other just for table scraps from the rich right like that's the problem in these classes the poor fight against the poor just right, so they can get right. the crumbs and it, it reminded me of braveheart right when, like braveheart has that scene you're too busy fighting for long shank scraps you don't want your you know it's the 
same basic thing, right? Just so like they'll make one of you a noble just so you'll be fine. Just, I don't know. It's crazy stuff that I guess humans have been dealing with forever, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But I thought he showed it really well in this movie. Yeah. And then, and then just to go back to the house thing, like once you're the the characters are on that set, like there is nothing else. Like that's how far removed the parks are from everything going on in their in their world. Yeah, yep. The bushes around and but, yeah, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie, their house is pretty cool and I wouldn't mind that big window in that yard. Yep. Just saying. Yep. Does that make me a bad person? I don't know. But which I actually have more to say about later. So Alex, what's your number three? My number three is how uh the dad uh the Kim dad uh slowly just keeps devolving and keeps seeing himself as a cockroach or as a stink bug. As he says, I think uh, Stinkbug is more accurate since he is the one that he flicks yeah. away at the beginning. He's like, damn, Stinkbugs and everything. And then you get the whole fumigation scene, which now thinking on it, it's like, oh, yeah, we'll get free fumig- fumigation. But which is, you know, is it them as parasites as bugs getting fumigated or is it, you know, the actual real Stinkbugs? And then the whole they keep the movie keeps reinforcing the thing about smells and everything and how he keeps getting more paranoid about it and his wife jokes that oh yeah he would scurry away like a cockroach and he kind of flies off the handle a bit mm-hmm. but then he plays it off like he's joking uh and it, it was just brilliant when uh, the parks are finally asleep after their jerk off session and uh they the kids like managed to slide out the window but then as he's getting out from under the coffee table the light like shines bright so thankfully they're like light blind the parks and he just stands still you can see him at the edge he's like laying, he's laying down yeah just laying down staying perfectly still hoping that they won't like actually their eyes won't focus and see him uh yeah much like a, a bug or a cockroach and then at the end it just he just snaps i was waiting for that snap i didn't think it was going to happen and then boy fucking did it <laughs> yeah Good stuff, good stuff. Yeah, and then he scurries he scurries off at the end. Probably never to be seen again. Yeah. Well, right after that scene, that's when they go home and their house is all flooded. Which adds even more to it, right? Like, Yeah. Yeah. Alright, uh, Scott, number three. Alright, uh, number three is the the bunker twist. Um, so, you, so you know that it's going to be bad. Because uh, e- even if it is f- funny, it's, it's clearly not a comedy, like an out-and-out comedy. Um, and then as soon as you you get that shot of the the old housekeeper and it's raining, like okay, here's when something bad's gonna really happen. Um, but yeah, like Jeff said, no idea that they were gonna go into a bunker and that her that her husband was gonna be down there. And I I was waiting for like something like really uh, like like creepy. Or like some really off the wall reason, and then it just turns out that, like, yeah, they just needed a place to live. Like, he needed a place to live, and then they they just stuck to it. And yeah, there's there's definitely a level of insanity there. Uh, I I did mm-hmm. like how both the the housekeeper's husband and the the elder Kim both give thanks to Park. Um, it goes back to what uh, Jeff was saying about fighting over scraps. Uh, in this case, from the rich, where they um, at least uh, um, 
Kim both like is grateful and low and, and hateful of him. Whereas the, the housekeeper's husband just seems to have like gone off the deep end and these were mm-hmm. almost some kind of like deity. Uh, but yeah, just the, them going in the bunker, like the, when they, they're finally like, what's, what's, what's the hold up with the lady? Cause she goes down into the basement. She's like, Oh, I left something down there. And so they just let her do it. Um, and she goes down there and she's like pushing against the, the case. And she's like, her feet are off the ground. And you're like, what the hell is going on here? Yeah. Yeah. That's what the thing was that you, like you mentioned Scott earlier. It was like, yeah, this is going to, all right. shit's going to turn weird. And all of a sudden she's like horizontal in the corner. I was like, what the fuck is this turning to freaking paranormal activity? Like, yeah. I don't know what the fuck she was doing in that corner. Yeah. I half expect. So, so I half expected like, the old owner of the house to be down there and she was like keeping him I don't know misery style like Annie Wilkes yeah but, I thought that too but then it turned out to be like something actually much more logical <laughs> but I don't know in, in, in its own way it's even more terrifying yeah. That, that yeah this guy's just been living there uh, just to live there yeah to scare Kate Kid yeah Kate Kid yeah so yeah, the bunker. The twist. reason he was there, right, was because he has a, a debt to some bookies, right? So he can't. Be out. Right. Yeah, they said they, there was a yeah, thing about the loan sharks. sharks. Yeah, so that yeah. They, he needed to hide out. But they they clearly gone past the point where they were just doing it just as a they hide out. That was their life at that point. Mm-hmm. Also, he eats a banana really fucked yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> did Did he eat the skin? It looked like he was eating the skin. No, he peeled it, but he—I don't think he chewed all that much. It's freaking gross. Yeah, he was deep dirty in that banana. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. All right. Uh, my number three is who is the bad guy in this movie? So for the first part of the movie, okay, we're rooting for this. We're rooting the antagonist, I guess you would say, it would be the Kims. You you know that's who you're set up to you know watch. And okay, this is like a Godfather thing where they're the the bad guys but we're rooting for them and then as the movie goes along you're like okay this is getting like we you mentioned they got rid of the housekeeper and that was kind of messed up like oh okay they're kind of bad and they they even acknowledge that too by the way yeah interesting Mm -hmm. yeah exactly and then um but the parks really haven't done anything bad themselves they start talking about the stink and stuff like okay that's not cool and then the other couple down there was chick if nothing would have if everything would have gone to plan, I think nothing would have happened from them either, right? Just please feed my husband once a week and everything would have been cool. So there's there really is yeah. no bad guy. So it's just so interesting. The parks, yes, they're rich and everything, but they don't do anything wrong. Like, until, they just until, until, until the end. Until the end, Carrie. But is it that bad to carry about your son having a no, seizure? No, then, yeah. no. Like, they're, they're, Even yeah, they're, they're definitely not the villains, but that... Um, you you could see that that would put that was the final straw though. Sure, mm-hmm. but they're not. There's not over the top. They're not you know twirling their whiskers and no 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 yeah there there is shine no, my feet servant yeah there's there's no there's no villain here uh, yeah oh, and that's why was really cool that's why it's not easy solving these issues is not an easy thing because most of the wealthy. I don't think are villainous people like, and then like in the, I don't know. I no, just thought, they are. No, they're not. And that's what yeah. makes it so hard. And, and I just like the, I just like the way they did it. I just, it was really cool. 
Um, yeah, we're obviously rooting for the Kims because that's who we're focusing most on, but they're not doing anything terribly bad or terribly good. Neither are the Parks and neither is the other couple. I mean, he only goes crazy when they kill his wife, basically, right? And that's when he gets his... You know, he goes way off the deep end, yeah. Yeah, but they killed his wife. Yeah, <laughs> so, no, that's understandable. Yeah. Um, and then, then, yeah. And then uh, Mr. Kim only goes crazy when they kill his daughter, and they're asking him to do shit he doesn't want to... You know, that's the main thing. And then, I guess the parks don't think they're... Like I said, they're acting bad, but they don't, I guess, kill anybody, but whatever. I thought that was really cool, because you can't say who the good guy or the bad guy is in this movie, so... And when you start thinking about it, you're like, oh, I wonder why this movie won Best Screenplay. Yeah. <laughs> Just for stuff like that, let alone how you already mentioned the cinematography and other stuff like that. So that's my number three. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Alex, what's your number two? Uh, the turn in the basement was just fucking phenomenal. Did something that I, yeah, I did not see coming. The way that they shot it was... Uh, reminded me just a little bit of like a horror movie, kind of like Evil Dead when he, Ash is going down the stairs and he has to go down that dark pit and everything. So it was kind of like, as Scott said, the entrance to the basement was like a pit and going down there. And then you see the old lady was like, oh my gosh, she's got like, uh, it's going to be some horror movie thing or she's got a corpse that she thinks is alive and she keeps feeding it. So, you know, something horrendous. Yeah. But it turns out it's just her husband. It's like, oh, it's just her husband. And it's like, oh, it's it's her husband it's like the 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 creepiness of this movie just washes over you and it's like it it's really dialed up during that scene uh it's a real hard turn even though it's not gory or a horror movie or you know anything like that just psychologically it's 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 just like a real mindfuck i mean there's definitely some genre bending going on here oh yeah definitely so yeah, and just the way that plays out. Oh, oh that's the ghost now. Everything makes, you know, at least that yeah. makes sense. And, Jesus yeah. H. Fucking brilliant. Yeah. All right. Uh, Scott, number two. All right. Uh, number two is the, the hiding out scene. Uh, we, we've already talked a lot about um, the, the family scatters. Uh, once the, the parks say that they're actually coming home, uh, well, they've basically been trashing the house in a very short amount of time. <clears throat> and then the the twist has happened right before this, and so yeah, they've all got to scramble and hide. Um, and then yeah, the, the whole the whole thing is very uncomfortable and very tense. Um, you know, the the three of them, uh, except for the mom who gets who doesn't have to hide because she's the housekeeper. Uh, they all hide under that big coffee table, and just have basically have to tough it out and hope nothing. Nothing happens. Uh, yeah, the, the whole scene's very tense. Uh, you know, back to the, the whole insect thing. Uh, when, when the dad leaves, like, he just kind of worms his way out. <laughs> the, other, yeah. the other two do kind of crawl and, and get away in kind of a more normal way. But he kind of, even the way he leaves is, is, is kind of odd. Uh, yeah, just... Will they, you know, will the the parks find out? Uh, but, you know, they're, they're so oblivious that it actually makes sense that they don't notice that anything's weird. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, just that that whole sequence is 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 very was was very tense. Um, and, and, and this isn't really a knock, but I think because I was so uncomfortable that I don't think I could 
enjoy it as much as maybe other people did. Uh, and that might be true for the for the whole movie. Uh, but that whole sequence, as I was watching it, I was like, wow, this is this is really well done. I wish I was enjoying this more. Uh, and in part, again, because it was so uncomfortable. But that, that might just be mileage on my part. Like, when, you know, when anything's happening that's cringeworthy, you're just kind of eager for it to get done with. So, yeah, the, the hiding out scene. Yeah, I, I think when I the movie was over, Laura's like, what do you think? I'm like, it was great. I don't need to see it again. Yeah. <laughs> for, the, for those reasons. And I, I, now I do want to see it again. Just I, I, The more I've thought about it, I don't need to see it again. But yeah, for those reasons, like this is kind of hard to watch. Uh, but it's it's awesome. So yeah, I see. I felt the same way, Scott. Like, ugh, tension. Huh. Well, I'm glad you brought this up because I'm the outlier. Because it, usually I do hate these kind of scenes, but because the parks at this point <laughs> aren't really uh, the underdogs or the clear cut, you know, bad guys, you know, hiding, you know, the the good guy like James Bond hiding from the spies in real tense moment or anything, I didn't. I felt the tension, but not really like worried that they were going to get caught. I was just on the edge of my seat waiting. If they were going to get caught, how are they going to get out? But but it didn't... Hmm, I don't know how to explain it. Uh, because I felt uncomfortable, but not you know to the point where I couldn't watch this again. Mm-hmm. I guess. Because I could definitely watch this movie again right now. Yeah, and I can too now. That more I thought about when the movie first ended, when we got walking out of other seats, I was like, "Yeah, don't need to see this again." But now I do. I d- actually I want to see it again. Yeah. So, um, and then usually when you watch me, like it's, you don't get as tense because you know, okay, I know what's happening. So, you know. Yeah, that's true. Hmm. All right. Uh, there it is. Uh, that was Scott's number two. So my number yeah. two is the party scene. Um, coming with uh, the 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 guy in the basement coming out and uh, bashing the kid's head in with that rock twice. Like, so this is okay. I'll tell you this. So, I've seen how many Korean? We watched two Korean. We watched Old Boy and what's the the uh, the kung the the kung fu one the the um one the fights all the fighting. But there was old boy. Yeah, I know. But there was the other one with all the fighting. The level, the, the one that they based um, dread on. Oh, that that oh, was the raid. That, that, that was that Korean. That wasn't yeah, Korean. no. Oh, that was Filipino. That's no, right. it wasn't Filipino either. <laughs> Keep guessing, Jeff. What was it? <laughs> what was it? You for the fences, Jeff. What was it? It, it was, uh, she was Malaysian. Oh, that's the same thing as Filipino. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to double check this. I, might, I, I don't want to be wrong with this. I, I think it is Malaysian. You're right. I, but that's what I was thinking. I was island. But anyway. Um, racist. Like Korea is an island, right? <laughs> so racist. It was Laotian. Sorry, in, Laotian. Indonesian. Not, not Malaysian. Yeah. That's the one I was thinking of. Anyway, okay. Any, anyway, the way, okay. Maybe I'll just, I'm going to backtrack everything I said. These Asian movies you guys have got me to watch here. <laughs> uh-huh. Racist. They do shit that they don't do in Hollywood movies. So yeah. I was like, okay, we can see some, we can see a guy getting his tongue cut off. We can see some pretty fucked up shit. But then I was like, 
this movie just won an Oscar. They ain't cutting off a guy's tongue in, in an Oscar-winning movie. But yeah, when that lady got kicked down the stairs and he bashed her head, I was like, ugh. And then when he bashed the guy's head with the rock twice, it's like, ugh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, the whole part's in him coming out. They're doing the whole Native American thing. Uh, just, just stabbing people, stabbing people. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Best picture. Best picture. But you know, the party scene. Uh, you guys have talked about it a lot already. Mm-hmm. So that's my number two. Uh, all right, Alex, what's your number one? Uh, my number one is I'm going to call this the reverse AI ending that I, I absolutely loved. Because you know how AI ends. You know, it ends, he's at the bottom of the sea and everything. And that movie was okay. And the ending was like, wow, that's a really good, you know, gut punch of an ending. But nope, Spielberg just tacked on the happy robots and you get one more day with your mom before being deactivated. Yay, everybody's in heaven. I'm like, oh, okay, you know. Ugh. Just like in this one, wanted. yeah, in this movie, you were starting to get that, uh, like, oh, he find, he sees the Morse code and everything. He writes the code. He started to write a letter. And then he's saying how, oh, I'm going to just focus on my studies and, you know, go to university and make a lot of money so I can buy that house and you can finally come out into the sunset, you know, and everything. And all I'm thinking was, during this thing it's like this this can't be this there's no way this is this can't be the ending of this movie it's like i know after all i've seen this is not going to happen and sure enough i was so very pleasantly surprised that it was no spoiler alert by the way it was just like this fantasy that the son was writing out in this letter it's kind of like how at the very beginning of the movie, he's like, you know what? I don't consider this a forgery. I'm really going to go to this university and do all this stuff and make something of myself. And he really, you know, you know that he doesn't mean it. And it's the same way when he's writing this letter to his dad. He's saying all these very nice things that are just a fantasy. He's not really going to go through all this. Well, I disagree with you. I think he means it. He yeah. just doesn't have the means to yeah, do I it. Think, I think, yeah, I think Jeff's right on. He, he, he means it. There's no chance. I don't think he means it. Yeah. Well, I, I think, think it, in a in a delusional type of way, maybe. But yeah. no, I think he, I think he, I think okay. he meant it before when he said he wants to go to university. Like, yeah. like how how serious he would have been about the, class that, like, the following week or whatever. Who knows? But I think he meant it. Okay. Yeah, I think that's the whole point. The class system. You just can't escape it, right? Like once you're down there, I think that's the point. So um, he meant okay. it, but it was All not right. going to happen. I okay, that makes sense. All right. I'll take that answer. But yes, I like the ending very much. But plus, how's he going to get that letter to his dad? That's my thing. The whole time I was happening, I was like, yeah, the dad may be able to send Morse code to him. The dad can't see any response coming back. I was like, this doesn't make... So that's what I was thinking. I'm like, this is, this is nothing. I don't know what's going on here. But yeah, yeah A, he's he going to sneak into that German's house. Yeah. Sneak another letter, letter under the door. And then... A, when the dad came out and he was still pretty much the same age, I'm like, no, no, no. If this is even possible, this was not happening for like 15 years. And yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, but my whole thing was like, how does he get the message back? He's kept Morse code back. And, okay. Did they ever say he had any, did he even get the Morse code message? Because he had some massive head brain trauma. But did he imagine all of that? So, could have been. Yeah. Yeah. Could have. 
Yeah. With Morse code, and he's saying that he was a scout. Yeah, that was one of the lies. Uh, well, I thought was a lie when he said early on that he was a scout. It turned out to be true. Maybe. Well, maybe, yeah. <laughs> Who knows? And that was quite the... <laughs> and if you think about it, with all the whole dad talks for like five minutes there. That's a quite the Morse code message. <laughs> like, Jesus, <laughs> yeah. just SOS. Get over with it. True. Yeah, he could have... Unfortunately, he could have fabricated the whole thing, yeah. But anyway, it's a great ending. He said it's not a happy ending. And I think I did see the director did the math saying that it would take him 526 years for him to come up with the money to buy that house. <laughs> That's not the specific so number. saying there's a chance. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, it's a great ending. And back to the window. He's back in the same place he was. Half basement. All that. The exact same shot, except it's like snowing outside, I guess. All right. Uh, Scott, number one. Uh, number one is basically all that. The the, his, the hidden resident, re, resident residency, whatever you want to call it, continues on. Um, you know, if, if you go back to the whole parasite thing, um, they they never got rid. They never got rid of the problem. Like the problem is still there. So of course, yeah. there's still somebody living underneath the house. Um, in this case, the dad. Um, I, I I it had crossed my mind that the whole thing was uh, made up. But I decided not. But now I'm kind of second guessing myself <laughs> after hearing you guys talk. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it totally makes sense that the dad went went back in there, um, and it's just again uh, going back to a more literal parasite of like raiding their the refrigerator, um, using their electricity and, and, and water. And the Germans apparently eat more than beer and sausage. Yeah, thank God. <laughs> Which is a lie. What? Oh, quick, quick, How dare you? Quick, now who's racist? <laughs> quick, quick question for you guys. It was just like a little beat, but when they were doing the the Morse code translation um, at the end, there was a shot of the dad where he like is looking at the toilet in the bunker very closely, and then he flushes it and just kind of watches it. Like, was that supposed to mean anything? Like, I couldn't. I couldn't don't glean I any particular yeah, meaning from that Yeah, shot. I did notice that too. I was like, "Oh, is something going to come up?" Or well, no, I wasn't expecting anything to happen. But it's like, why is he so intent on the toilet? Maybe he's just so bored that flushing the toilet was like a thing for him to do. Oh, that makes sense. Damn. Or. The toilet in their bunker was like way better than the toilet they had in their own house. It's very possible. Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah, no, I don't know. But yeah, just the. It's definitely not a bittersweet ending. It's just bitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, this whole this whole family, two, three families are, are ruined effectively. Um, over the, this class divide. Uh. The, I I did like the the shot at the end where the mom's like cleaning the the apartment, um, and it looks way nicer than it did before. So um, I'm wondering like what happened there exactly. Uh, but but again, they are like the the each each of the Kims is willing to put in the work. So I am curious to see like what happened to to get them in their current situation. Yeah. Yeah. Because you definitely feel like they've done this sort of thing before. Like, that clicked for me when they were 
uh, where the brother and sister were at the door and she says wait a minute let's rehearse it you know go over the song one more time and they go over through the nursery rhyme for backstory that's when it click i'm like oh they've probably done something like this before because like at, at first glance it seems like okay they just did this easy money um these these people are willing to pay them way more than they they need to but then like yeah the mom has to work her ass off the dad's like constantly on call to drive them around so i guess there's real work there <laughs> yeah but uh anyways yeah at the end it just it, it's just the the mom and the kid and who knows what his faculties are at that point because as you guys say like yeah he might be really super fucked up they they do show the shot of him falling over when they're putting the posters So, like his, he's no, like, was that him or was that the guy tailing him? Oh, you're right. No, you, no, you're right. Sorry. Yeah, it was tight. Yeah, that's right. Never mind. At first, I thought it was him falling over. I'm like, oh, he's got like balance issues or whatever. But then, no, it was just the cops. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then in his well imagination of him buying the house and everything, with and he comes in with his mom. His, his mom the whole time is that basically in the spot where they buried you don't know if you guys noticed that the, the dad says he buried the um the oh, old, yeah, the old maid in the yard and that's it seemed like if i was watching that's where she was the whole time like they're like flowers have been like, it's like a mound of flowers and that's what she was focusing on just kind of yeah. that's what yeah. i saw anyway yeah. mm-hmm. um, all right uh my number one and this is i just love it when a movie just changes you know this is the Selma Hayek turning into a vampire in, um, <laughs> from Dust of Dawn. It is when the lady shows up at the doorbell. That was the big turn right there. They're kind of having that long extended scene, which kind of feels like it's going a little too long when they're drunk and they're all around the table. And and then just all of a sudden that doorbell rings and you're just like, okay. <laughs> I, just, yeah. I just loved it. it. It was awesome. And it was actually pretty funny. Um, we got back and... Laura had texted Annie. We, we just watched it. She's like, oh, I got to the part where she rang the doorbell, and then I turned it off. I'm like, yeah, you could you just know as a movie viewer, like, shit, bad, bad shit's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, love it. Just the, you know, coming through the video. Just let me in. You don't know who this is. And the one thing I never, this is another thing I didn't explain. is like how, why she was all messed up and bruised and stuff. Is like her oh. life just that hard? No, it just dawned on me that that might have been the Lone Sharks. Oh. Well, but they didn't do beat her the entire time she was living in the house. No, because she was probably making regular payments. Oh. Was her face messed up that... when she came to the door? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ever, ever since she it. came back after leaving as the the nanny or whatever, the house she was yeah her she had a what just bruised face and oh, yeah. Well, I thought I thought part of that was because she like landed on her face when they opened the door to the to the bunker. No, as soon as she came in, she was bruised. Okay. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, the, the the doorbell scene that'll go down is pretty infamous, I think, is in this movie. So that's mm-hmm. my number one. Anything else? To add I, my honorable mentions. You guys already handled the whole ghost cake ghost thing. Um, we didn't really mention the music, but I thought the music was pretty yeah, effective. In awesome, the movie. yeah. All the bug crawling undertones of. Yeah. everything with the plucking the violins <laughs> yep anything else all right 
Well, let's rate it. As usual, we rate on a scale of one to seven, one being absolute garbage, seven being perfection. So, Alex, what is your rating? Uh, first, I have to apologize because retrospectively, after watching this, I regret giving seven to seven. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, does the seven deserve a seven? Uh, after watching something like this good in, in, like, in comparison... Uh, I should just really be more picky. <laughs> then you wouldn't be you, Alex. I was. I know that's true. I am the wild card. <laughs> because I thought Seven took me for an emo- emotional roller coaster, but this one just really hit all the buttons. It was parts of it were heartfelt. I was tearing up at parts. I felt guilty or creeped out for watching it. Uh, it, it was like, unlike the host, which I. Do not like as a fi- even though it has a lot of good parts. It's way too disjointed and everything, and all that experience. That uh, what was the director's name again? Bong Joon Ho. Uh, yeah. Uh, Bong, all the experience. Bong yeah, all the experience that he gained as a filmmaker culminated like in this movie, and he really just dialed in the balance, everything like perfectly. All the humor, all the horror undertones, all the creepiness. Uh, the social commentary, everything was just top notch. So, and uh, like I said before, I could watch this movie again, like right now. So I got, I got to give this a seven. All right, sounds good, Scott. Um, hmm. So I, I really enjoyed the kind of genre bending going on here. Uh, the set pieces, the the kind of symbolism going on here, the messaging. Um, I think Jeff distilled it down to, yeah, that there's these problems that are not easily solved. Hence, there's no real villain here. Uh, that all said, I you know it just it was an uncomfortable watch for me, and I just couldn't like get myself to enjoy it as much as I as I was hoping. Um, but for all that, you know, this is, this is a very well made movie. Um, we have no rush to, to see it again. I like you, uh, the two of you. Um, so this is tough. Um, I'll give it a six. Okay. Um, I'll also give it a six. I love it. I, I did to see, I had to see the movie more than once before I'll give it a seven. Um, and this definitely will could go up to a seven for me, but for now, everything about it really liked it. Great film. I just for me a seven has to be great and it has to be rewatchable. And so for now it's a six. Possibly we'll move up in the future, and I guess possibly it could move down at some point. But um, strong six for me on the border of seven. All right, all right, and with that, it's time for Alex No Sports. I'm Alex, and I like sports. Sports ball. Uh, so there, I guess, if you guys follow NASCAR, which I know, uh, Jeff does on a regular basis. Yeah, not at all. Uh, at Daytona Beach, uh, I guess there was a really, like, really insane crash, as NASCAR likes to do. Like, going right through the finish line and everything. And I guess Ryan Newman had some pretty serious injuries, but they're, they're reporting now that it's not life-threatening. Okay. But, but the crash is, like like super gnarly even you you see replays of these crashes not only in nascar but in indy cars and you're like wondering how the hell did would somebody survive that 
but they have like some really good tech and everything. Yeah, engineering. Some safety technology and engineering, yeah. Uh in these cars to help hopefully save lives and minimize injuries. So sometimes you see, you know, the drivers just walk away and like start patting flames out of their suit and everything and and they're fine. Some of them uh like lead to death like on screen i was watching just flipping through the channels and i saw an indie car race and i thought oh there's nothing better to watch i i saw the car crash happen live and the guy didn't make it the driver did not make it so it, these crashes yeah it it can go either way so i'm glad uh he's in the hospital but he's uh in the clear i guess okay i was wondering with with nascar anyway i don't know about formula one but how, how much of it is people hoping for these crashes? Like, not necessarily people rooting for death, but they, they want the mayhem versus they want a clean race. I don't know. Well, I mean, NASCAR, all you're doing is turn left for 500 laps? Yeah, I guess. Mm. Anyway. Anyways. Real life sports. Glad you're doing okay. Ryan Newman. And in other, in other sports news, the Ashes are still cheaters. Uh, <laughs> still? still? They're still up to, up to their old tricks? I mean, once you're a cheater, you're a cheater. You don't, like, become... You don't unbecome a cheater. Just like that Derek guy? Whoa! Wow, Alex, that's actually on point. Well done. Eh? Well done. All right, Alex. It's time for... We'll click, Alex. Sorry, Joe. Uh, <laughs> trivia, trivia, Alex. Which okay. which team did Derek Jeter play for? I believe that was uh, the Mariners, Seattle. Are you joking? Or you serious? No. It's, oh no, that's Ken Griffey Jr. <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, they're pretty much the same player. Okay. Ken oh, Griffey Jr. played for the Mariners. Jeter played for the... It was the Yankees? Yeah. There you go. Oh, okay. Who did Jay Buhner play for? <laughs> Who did Candy Maldonado play for? I actually don't know that. Uh, all right. <laughs> it was the Twins. Do it, Jeff. Jay Buhner played for both. All right, it's time for Neom News! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. was, yeah. Okay. So... Uh, oh, sorry. Real quick, anybody who says Nine Numb is dead is a fucking liar. What? Continue. Oh. No. Elaborate. I'll put the I'll put no, the news guess, on hold. Elaborate. No, I get there's uh, shots and supposed confirmation that uh, Nine Numb dies in that last battle mm-hmm. uh, in, in uh, Rise of Skywalker. Right. It's one of the off-screen ones, I guess, and. Uh, people are saying, "Oh yeah, he's definitely dead." I brought, I brought, like, I think nah. I brought this up on a, on a, a news bit a while back. Yeah, one of our listeners posted on on Facebook too. But I, uh, I saw it again, and I think I saw him die, but I'm not sure. So nope. Okay, all right. Can never die. Just like Will Rohood. Well, what's what's well, what's, what's your proof of this, Alex? Just blind faith. <laughs> that is proof enough. Proof enough for most Americans. It's proof enough for me. No, can't 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 really argue with that. There it is. <laughs> I was hoping you'd have like something better than than that, Alex. But okay. Uh, you don't know Alex. Yeah. 
That's true. Uh, so, uh, quick uh, review. So we so we all saw Parasite, but uh, I saw it. I think mm-hmm. Alex saw it. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog uh, came out this, this previous mm-hmm. weekend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Ron Jeremy documentary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta come fast. <laughs> yeah, like, I did not see it. If that's what you're asking, I had a or wondering mustache. Anyway, uh, so Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, it's it's what you think it is. Um, it's uh, kind of a first kid blockbuster, or at least big budget movie of the year. Uh, but yeah, it's it crushed the box office surprisingly, which is interesting mm-hmm. after all the the rigmarole about how Sonic was was rendered for that movie, and then the <laughs> then the yeah. internet lost its collective mind, and they they went back and redid it. Um, for once, I think this worked out for all parties. <laughs> People yeah. were probably perhaps more invested than they would have been otherwise. And they they got a better end product by going back to do this. The I was reading up on some of the trivia. It was either the director or one of the producers um, said that they didn't want to change Sonic because they didn't think it mattered. Like the the guy said, yeah, we we had the same backlash with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and that made a lot of money. So so what? Uh, but yeah, I think they they still made the right move. Um, interestingly enough. Uh, Sonic made more money than uh, the Pikachu Detective Pikachu movie, at least domestically, in the opening weekend. It's opening weekend. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, there, there are Sonic fans out there. There are kids, little kids that, that like Sonic now. Uh, so it's... yeah, my boy, my boys love the movie. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. I went to take them. I took them to see it. Today. Yeah, I could I could see how kids would like it. Uh, so yeah, expect a sequel sometime in the not-too-distant future, I'm sure, as as every, every movie studio that isn't Disney is struggling to come up with anything that'll make him some money. Um, <laughs> in in yeah. this case, for the Sonic movie, it, it's uh, Paramount. So, uh, what, you know, again, the movie the movie's fine. Uh, Jim Carrey goes full Carrey mm-hmm. in this. So, I, I'm sure he got paid handsomely. So, once when they when they back up the bring Chuck to get him to come back for the sequel. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Spoiler alert: He doesn't die. <gasps> yeah. No. Uh, so there's that, and then I uh, just wanted to to finish up a review that I think I started some some time back that I'd seen half of this movie on a plane flight, uh, and then you know wasn't able to finish it as the plane landed. Uh, and that was Battle Angel Alita. So this was a James Cameron uh, produced thing uh, with Robert Rodriguez directing. And uh, this this movie's a little rough. <laughs> uh, yeah. there's, there's, some, there's some cool stuff going on um, with the, uh, the the rollerball thing they got going on. Uh, it was like a, a yet another version of, of futuristic Murder ball. Uh, the the choice to keep her looking anime just 
never really worked with the whole uncanny valley thing. Uh, they 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 kind of hand wave the whole thing that she has the the big eyes Alita does because she's supposed to be an android and that's just how she looks. Uh, but nobody in the whole movie like cares about it at all. Like she's just like another person. Uh, yeah, they don't say like oh she's got larger than normal optic nerves yep, or whatever. Yep, nobody says nothing. Mm. Um, which I can see how the actors would like be clued in on that shit because. <laughs> they wouldn't see the final product product until, you know, the movie was out. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they, this movie doesn't really end. There, There is a climax to it. <laughs> but then uh, some spoilery thing happens where they're like, yeah, we're going to fucking do a sequel. And, uh... <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's I that's love it when a movie is that presumptuous. Yeah, that's, that's not happening. I don't know, maybe... At some point, they'll wind up on the Sci-Fi Channel when they do Battle of Two or something. I, I don't know. Uh, it's interesting. Um, Robert Rodriguez has a, is a very. Uh, I, I was going to say up and down catalog, but most of it's not that great. <laughs> so here they are. I mean, I've never watched any of the Spy Kids I mean, movies. Maybe one of those is. Nope. Worth watching. Um, I seen one. It wasn't worth watching. I, mean, I love Desperado and uh, Dust Till Dawn. Dust Till Dawn. El Mariachi. Eh. I mean, the... Desperado was basically a Mar- Il Mariachi movie that he wanted to make. Uh, Sin City. Sin City's okay. Uh, Planet Terror is fun. Yeah. It does all right. Um, What's upon a time in Mexico? It's not that good. It had some good good stuff in it, but yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but, uh, anyway, so yeah, that's that's basically what I wanted to talk about. Uh, I don't know, Alex. You, you did have you seen Battle Angel? I have not okay. seen it because I did not hear good things. Okay. I've but I am very impressed with the tech that went into filming. Yes, yes, I've, I've brought this up a couple of times too. Yeah, it was, yeah, which I think is is the best thing to come out of this movie. Yeah. It's just the the technology that it's pushed forward. Yeah, there's some fascinating shit on, on how they make this. Where they would basically render out entire scenes in in for the movie, and then they would have like this. I don't even know what you call it. Uh, appliance where they somebody would walk around like a green screen. Uh, it would be like they were moving a camera around inside of the scene. Um, I think I'm doing a bad job of explaining it, but yeah, yeah. Just watch the the thing on YouTube. They did a whole breakdown of it. It's, it's yeah, incredible. It's, it's cool as shit. Uh, and I'm, I'm guessing Jeff did not see this either. Scott, I've saw it in the movie theater. And I've already talked about it on the podcast what? a couple times. So <laughs> you saw this? Yeah, <laughs> I'm surprised. <laughs> You shouldn't be. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, it wasn't very yeah. good. Yeah, and I I barely remember the seeing the uh, OVAs or OVs whatever it was a million years ago. So the what the anime, the actual anime. Oh. It's, it's based off, which is probably based off of manga, which I've never read. Um. Yeah, that, that's it for me. Um, Alex, anything else other than us praying to Nia Noob? Or Nia Noob? Uh, 
I finally got around to playing Inside. Yeah, love that game. Inside, yeah, it's awesome. Uh, I think I mentioned this uh, probably just on social media or whatever. But I I got done with it late at night, and I was like, oh man, that was a great game, but it was a kind of a downer. So it's like I don't want to go to bed, you know, on a sour note, even though the the game is gorgeous. What's 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 beautiful? It's inside. Inside. It's like the sequel to Limbo. Mm-hmm. Okay. But anyways, so I was flipping through my uh, catalog and I downloaded this game for the boy that looked good for the boys called Wonder Song, and I'm like, oh, this seems like a little bit lighter. I'll give it a shot. And <laughs> that game is so freaking just like colorful and ridiculous and just hilarious all around that it was just playing one right after the other one was such a drastic uh, juxtaposition going from super dark and depressing to super light that I was, I, I actually, I felt like really giddy. Like when I started playing wonder song, it was a fantastic feeling that I recommend everybody try. Okay. Yeah. Just saying if you download one, download the other one and playing, play them like back to back. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> I'm laughing about it right now, just thinking about it. It was great. <laughs> oh, sounds cool. Uh, anything else, Alex? Nope, that's it. it. Uh, Jeff? Actually, no. I got nothing. I haven't really done anything. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think, and I think it was... Uh, yeah, just been watching sports more than anything. So, yeah, nothing to report. Okay. So, uh, all right. Thanks for listening, everybody. And anybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Support us with Patreon. Oh, yeah. Shit. Ah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> we at Hans Shop First like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you. So feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast. <laughs>